Welcome back to Health Check. I'm Heidi Gottman. So glad you were with us today. We are talking about Sarasota Memorial Hospital's niche program, this designation that Memorial has earned, the Nurses Improving Care for Health System Elders designation, which really just means that on top of this incredible level of care Memorial already provides, they are cranking it up even higher for older adults who come to the hospital. 65% of the people there are older adults. And I mean, Karen Reynolds is my guest today. Karen is a geriatric advanced practice nurse at SMH who kind of spearheaded getting this going, this niche program designation. Karen, I I can't imagine Memorial cranking up the care anymore, but we've been talking about specific questions you need to ask for elders. And then during the commercial break, you're making this great point about, you know, we, we take the time to explain how to care for a baby or how to nurse a baby, all these aspects of, okay, you're, you're moving to parenthood and you're going to have a, a tiny infant in your home, so you need to know all these things. When you have an older adult in your home, we aren't taking that same time to explain how to care for an adult, whether you're caring for yourself or you're caring for an adult. Correct. I think that um, it's important because that's a major life transition. It, it You know, your physical health, then, you know, makes a big life change for a lot of people. Again, I talked about older adult caregivers um, being caregivers for the the new individual that be, is sick or has a change in their lifestyle. And we have to do better preparation, I think, for them and, and provide that support. We do have a lot of community resources as well. But then that immediacy of when they go home, what does that new norm or new life look like for them? OK, so we've got two issues to talk about with regard to this. So one is discharge from the hospital. What goes wrong nationally with older adults going home from the hospital? And two is how do people who find themselves thrust into the position of caregiver cope with it? So that's what we were going to be talking about this half hour of Health Check with Heidi Godman. I'm so glad you're listening, everybody. If you want to know more about Memorial and anything it does, check it out. SMH, like Sarasota Memorial Hospital, SMH.com. So let's talk about what goes wrong at discharge. The things that go wrong at discharge often wind up bringing people back to the hospital. And and a number of different issues here we want to talk about. So first, medication. You're, you're learning about, okay, you're leaving the hospital today, and remember, you got to take these medications. What goes wrong when people get home? So on the average, older adults take about eight medications, six to eight medications. Every hospitalization can add up to two to four new prescriptions or medications. So those prescriptions mean that maybe the current medications that they're taking, the dosage has changed, um, the time frame they have to take it has changed. And that's a very complex system and and how to manage as well. So I know that we've talked about the term polypharmacy, and that means, you know, a lot, person's taking a lot of medications and having to manage that as well. So there's looking at multiple medications, the side effects of all those medications, sometimes the changes that people experience, either weight loss or some, you know, other changes in their cognition, that can affect them remembering to take medications or the dosages of the medications as well. So it just becomes a very complex um, a task sure. for individuals to manage. And I know one problem that people often don't report is a side effect that develops, a new side effect. And what should you do if if there is a new side effect? 
you should immediately contact your physician. I think that's the most important thing to do. A lot of people may try and manage it on their own, but notify your physician or your healthcare provider right away when you notice those side effects. We do a great job in the hospital as well, providing information about side effects on, on discharge. I know that, again, the discharge is a very rapid pace time. Um, we do send a lot of information home with individuals. And if they have questions, we have the opportunity for them to, again, call back. Um, either to our hotline with, at the hospital or, again, to their providers to get more information. Now, does Memorial do a follow-up and call people once they've gone home? They do have a couple of systems where we do make follow-up phone calls. We also have some disease-specific uh, programs where the um, nurses will make specific phone calls to certain um, patients upon discharge. And um, there have been some times where they've actually made some visits as well. And, you know, I think this is an interesting aspect of, of this. So the hospitals, I was talking in the last segment about how some studies have noticed the hospitals aren't following up or they're not talking to the primary care physicians or primary care physicians aren't talking to the patients or the hospitals. And the communication breakdown can lead to the hospital readmission of the patient. But hospitals like Memorial are reaching out and calling and saying, hey, are you okay? How's it going? I have a, a, a great friend of our family who's 90. And she was hospitalized last year, went home. Then the hospital followed up and called, just want to know if you're okay. She was furious. Of course I'm okay. I left the hospital. I think that generation isn't necessarily familiar with that. And they're so self, uh, uh, self-efficient. self they're, they're independent. And they, they don't want to have to rely on anyone. Self-sufficient. And, and so then getting a call, they, they don't want to deal with the call. Is that a challenge to work with the older adults? It can be. Yeah. So we did find I, there was a, a brief study that I did, too, where we were doing follow up phone calls. I think we were working with another um, uh, group. And yeah, the older adults don't like to be bo- some don't like to be bothered. And then I think you have to, you know, make sure that their phones are nearby, that they're able to answer them. Um, you know, it, it, it does create a challenge sometimes for that follow up as well. Right. But but at least it is happening. The follow up is happening. So you, you want to make sure that you get those discharge instructions. And a great way to do that would be to make sure you have someone there. Right. Right. An advocate, someone that actually either your caregiver or someone that's able to kind of help you with your plan of care upon discharge and what that looks like. OK. And then help oversee the medications, because as we were just talking about a second ago, boy, that's where things really go wrong. I know that a lot of the medication, a lot of the readmissions that happen at hospitals with older adults are linked to medication problems. Right. And they call that adverse drug events or ADEs. So that does that is another increase in um, hospital readmissions uh, for for especially older adults coming back in. Yeah. And, and maybe they're a little too confused about about how to take that medication. How can you improve that medication regimen when you get home? Are there are there ideas? Are there suggestions? Does the hospital say, you know, get a pillbox, do you do something like that? Have a loved one or a friend check in? Yeah. So again, it's great to have that advocate there, someone that can help you with helping provide you know, pills, sorting them out daily or, or weekly, whatever that needs to look like, going over the information with you as well. Um, there's a process we call teach back too that we use in the hospital. And that's a method where we provide the information to the patient and we have the patient repeat the information back to us. It's not really a measure of, you know, did I do a good job, but it's how well that that person really understands what they're supposed to be doing. Um, I know that I've seen that other physicians use that as well. And that's a, a great method to know that people understand people will share information sometimes on their lifestyle that that helps you know you identify barriers um, sometimes through that teach back that they may have that that are creating problems for medications or 
But really, self-care. best idea to bring an advocate, a- at least a discharge, and then have someone be there at home or check on you if possible, because your medication regimen is crucial to your recovery, but also your diet. And that, I think, is where so many people can get lost. Tell me about that. Why do you have to sometimes follow particular diets? Uh, Depending upon the disease process or what um, you have going on health-wise, it's important that uh, you follow diets that are, you know, helpful to blood pressure, fluid level, you know, fluid levels, fluid intake, certain types of food and nutrition. Um, I know I've talked with the Alzheimer's Association as well about the Mediterranean diet, and they've talked about whatever's good for the heart is good for the head as well. So that that's a great kind of diet dietary um, regimen to follow as well too. Right, good for heart disease, good for so many things, high blood pressure. All right, and then some people have to go to rehabilitation when they get out of the hospital. What are the challenges that presents? So I think that people shouldn't be surprised sometimes if that occurs. Um, and again, our goal is to get people back to their baseline, what they came in the hospital and not, and to make sure that they're aging in place. So you want individuals to be able to get back to their whatever their pre hospitalization function level is, uh, pre-hospitalization nutrition level, pre-hospitalization cognitive level as well. So I think that rehab is an important phase of recovery specific to older adults. And I think that that's something that we need to make sure that is incorporated again within the plan of care and the transition of care, maybe post-discharge. Sure. All right. So, so many different aspects of, of recovery when you've gotten out of the hospital and that can be pretty hard for the caregiver because the caregiver was just minding his own business, being a a partner or a child, an adult child of an older adult. And then suddenly the older adults in the hospital and then is discharged. And guess what? You're the caregiver. How do people react to that? It's stressful. And we find that a lot of caregivers, too, are providing high tech skills. They they may need to crush pills. They may need to help, um, you know, mobilize and move that person. Again, and some of these are older adult caregivers caring for older adults. So we have to really be conscientious of what we're asking them to do or what they feel they may or may not be ready to do um, for that their loved one on discharge as well. Helping someone get to the bathroom. Correct. Uh, brushing that person's teeth. I, I can't tell you how, how odd that was for me when I first had to brush my mom's teeth. And I was thinking about when I was little and she would say, brush those pearls. And, you know, and, and, and now here I was brushing her teeth. I wanted to do a great job, but I felt ill-equipped. I didn't know what to do at the time. Now I'm a pro at it. But, you know, initially it was so hard. So I think that that's very stressful. And there are a lot of studies talking about caregiver stress. What are hospitals doing to better equip caregivers? That's great. There's a lot of um, programs that we're offering for caregivers as well. Some of it, again, is that that follow up, that feedback. But there are some hospital systems. Um, and again, looking for SMH to, to do this as well, with specifically with our niche program, is to provide those skills training for caregivers. Um, and that's those low fidelity kind of skills training on how to bathe your loved one. I mean, think about if you had to go home today and, and bathe someone that normally was up and about before the hospitalization. So helping them prepare for that transition if they want to be able to age in place and still provide care for that person, but to have specific skills training for those individuals and, and, and assess their capabilities as well. And I'm sorry, the hospital does that now or is moving We're in that direction? We're hopefully move to that direction as well, but other hospitals have done things like that. Fantastic. And can you have that program in place so that before the older adult is discharged, 
the the potential caregiver gets the training, kind of like before you take the baby home, this is how you bathe the baby. Exactly. So have that, that, that preparation. And then provide some resources after they do go home if instances or circumstances come up that they need help with. But definitely before they go home to get them well prepared for what that looks like, that that major life transition for them now. Yeah, I mean, we have the Healthy Start Coalition for babies and moms and giving everybody the great start. You, you really need a great start to your new normal, you mm-hmm. know, when you have an older adult who who suddenly needs care. I, I love Memorial and everything that it's doing. And thank you so much to our, our community hospital. It's it's a, a public hospital. Our tax dollars are supporting it. It's the one of the largest public hospitals in the nation. And we're very lucky to have it here on the Sun Coast. Going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to continue speaking with Karen Reynolds from SMH. This is Health Check with Heidi Godman on WSRQ. We'll be right back. <laughs> 